Hello and welcome to SEO Your Way to Success by The Planned Success. This is for all small business owners and solo marketing teams out there. I'm Phoebe and I run The Planned Success, a search engine optimization company, helping all kinds of businesses grow their organic traffic with the magic of search engine marketing. If you know you need to start SEO on your website or business, but have no idea where to start, then this is the podcast for you. Ready to grow your business? Ready to unlock the power of organic traffic? Let's go. Welcome back to another episode of SEO Your Way to Success. No, I haven't changed the name yet. And let's be honest, I probably won't now. (laughs) I'm stuck with this name forever. Well done me. Um, That's what you get when you don't properly plan your marketing. (laughs) It's fine. It's fine. Whoever heard of Coca-Cola? That's not a real word, but they made it work, hey? It's all about the brand you build, not the name you've called it. So this week, I want to talk about something that I think, well, I just want to kind of give hope to small businesses um, because, let me start again. The topic of this week's podcast is how to get, how to do SEO for a small business tiny business, which is kind of my target market. I really want to help small business owners, solopreneurs, um, or even one marketing team. So if you're, for instance, the marketing director for a a company, there's only five of you in the company, then you've got a lot on your plate. And one of those things is SEO. And where do you start? This is the episode for you. So if you're a small business owner and you've been putting on off SEO, you've been putting off SEO, then sit down, get ready, to learn and we're gonna just blow your mind. (laughs) Now, I think one of the reasons that people put off doing SEO for their small business is they're thinking, oh, but I get no traffic anyway, so what's the point in even starting? Like the web's just so saturated, but so social media, um, or they think, oh, you know, I get no traffic, so there's no point starting. But when you started a social media account, which most small businesses these days do have, again, you started with zero traffic. Or even when you just first started your business, you had no customers, you know, you started from zero. So it's the same with SEO. You're starting from zero and that's fine. And it doesn't have to be something that takes over your life, taking up hours of your day. You can just do it like you do your social media or do it like, I don't know if you ever have other marketing strategies. For instance, maybe you're still doing leaflets, which to be honest, I think is a great marketing strategy because no one gets leaflets anymore. So if you're giving out leaflets, then hmm, you might win. Um, but it doesn't have to be something that takes over your day. SEO can just be a small little task that you do each month or ideally each week, but each month, let's be realistic. So you know you need to be doing SEO but you've just got no idea where to start. And a big part of this is just sort of the misconceptions around SEO. But instead of calling it search engine optimization, let's just get rid of that name and instead think about it like this. SEO is just creating an easy to use, effective website that solves your target audience's problem. Okay, that's part one. And then part two, it's just promoting your website across the internet. That is it. Just the same way you promote your business across social media platforms, SEO is the same thing. You're just promoting your website across the internet. It doesn't need to get more complicated than that. So obviously, the first part of this 
is creating that website that has strong foundations, i.e. are you using keywords? Is it laid out in an easy to use manner for search visit for site visitors? Is it quick? So these are sort of the foundations you'll want. And if you haven't got this far yet, then you either might want to head back to one of my first episodes where I talk about quick SEO wins, or you want to head to www.theplansuccess.com and check out my free downloadable resources to help you get started. These are designed for beginners, like literally SEO beginners, no technical words involved. I've got a mini free SEO course that you can do with under an hour and it will teach you how to perfectly optimize your homepage. It's designed for small businesses. So if you're a blogger, it's probably not going to be as good for you. But if you're a small business, if you're a carpenter, if you're a hairdresser, if you're an e-commerce store, then you want to go check out that free masterclass. Head to www.theplansuccess.com and download it. I mean, or just enroll for free. Um, or you can download, I've got another great resource, which is a small business SEO checklist. Um, and that as well is designed for beginners and will just sort of get you knowing if you're on the right track or if you've got a fair bit of work to do. But for this episode, we're going to imagine you've already optimized your website. You've already got that good foundation. Okay, so now we're going to focus on how to promote your website across the internet. This is what the real bit of SEO really is. How can you get people knowing about your website? Because the more people that know about your website, the more likely it is that Google will start taking notice of your website. And then when people type in your keywords, because people are already talking about your website and you're already doing that promotion, Google will then think, oh, hey, people have been chatting about this website. So when someone types in this keyword, let's put it in the front of their eyes. <laughs> so for an example of that, if you're um, an e-commerce store selling lights, I always use this as an example, if you're an e-commerce store selling lights and you're doing lots of promotion for your website about selling lights, the next time someone types in, I want to buy a light or where to buy the best lights, the chances of your website showing up in Google is a lot higher. You're basically making your website a lot more visible both to people and to Google bots. But how do you do that? Now, what I'm about to say isn't going to be new to you. You definitely know of this. But what I'm hoping to do with this episode is teach you the importance of doing it and the snowball effect that it can have. I think people like social media better when they get started promoting their business because they get instant validation. You know, it's a lot easier to get likes. It's a lot easier to get um, follows on social media than it is to get people coming to your website. But with social media, you've got to constantly be doing that. The moment you stop posting, your traffic just dies off. And it's the same, but and it's the same with paid ads as well. But with SEO, it's different. It might be slower to start with, but it really does build momentum. If you start getting a few clicks a day, pretty soon it'll be lots of clicks a week and then it'll be hundreds and thousands of clicks a month, honestly, but you've just got to stick with it and trust the process. It's not a quick process. It's going to take months, but it will be worth it because you don't have to keep posting. You don't have to keep paying for paid ads. So how do you get this magical traffic to a tiny website? Again, like I said, it's not new, but it works. It's blogging. 
or if you want to be fancy about it, content marketing. But it's basically blogging, right? Okay. And where I think, well, we'll talk about where people go wrong um, and then how you can use blogging in a sustainable, slow, steady way that works for your schedule. Schedule. I always get that word wrong. How you can use blogging in a slow, sustainable way that will build and get traffic to your website and get that snowball effect. So where most small businesses go wrong with their blogging and the reason why it doesn't build any organic traffic for them is that they fail to do a content strategy. They fail to sit down and do the keyword research and think, okay, what are people actually searching for related to my niche? All too often, what I'll see on business sites is two types of blog posts, either just blog posts that the owner thinks are interesting, perhaps about a new project they've done. Um, I don't know, say say if they're a carpenter and they've just finished a new project renovating a lovely garden shed into a home office. They'll be like, the blog post will be titled, oh, fantastic new um, renovation project done. But trust me, no one is typing into Google I want to see this renovation product from X company. No one's searching for that. It's not solving a problem for people, for their target audience. Or they'll be typing about, writing about employee of the month. Again, no one's trying to find employee of the month on Google. Um, So they're just writing about things they think are interesting. And the other type of blog post I see a lot on small business websites, which does have its place, but not for SEO, is they will often write social media blog posts. Now, these are blog posts that do really well when you're scrolling through social media, say on Facebook or Reddit, wherever you are, um, and you see the title of an interesting blog post, and that clicks on it. Say, for instance, I don't know, human pieces do well here, like, oh, this, how this mum started a new business and made over $100,000 a month, whatever like that. You want to click on that. That's great. But... No one's really searching for that mum and her $100,000 month business, but it does really well on social media. So there is a place for those kind of blog posts, but it's not great for organic traffic. Instead, if you want to get organic traffic to your website, you're going to have to do some keyword research and figure out what problems you can solve for people in your industry. Again, You're going to have to do keyword research and figure out what problems can you solve for people in your industry. And you need to make sure that those questions that you're doing the keyword research for, they sort of intersect with your product or service. You know, you need to make sure there's that angle that when someone searches for this question and then they land on your blog post, that eventually it might be part of the customer journey or the buyer journey to eventually end up either inquiring or making a purchase on your website. So you really need to sit down and plan how are you going to you know, build out a blogging strategy to do that. And building out this blogging strategy, it's not about quantity. It's not like social media, which is where you know the more you post, the quicker your results. It's more about giving valuable authoritative answers because on the web I'm sure you've seen there is so much spam and fluffy content out there either written 
by sort of AI bots or like AI software, artificial intelligence software, because that's a thing, by the way. Like I get clients that are like, oh, we're writing, you know, 10 blogs a week using this AI content. And I'm like, so you're getting a robot to write your blogs? Well, no wonder they're not doing well. Google knows that um, these blogs are written by robots. And in fact, there have been recent updates from Google that are trying to cut down on um, spammy blog content ranking. So Google really wants honest, well-written answers that help people. And if you keep that at the crux of your content strategy, then you will start getting organic traffic, okay? And doing that means that you probably won't be able to churn out two to three times blogs a week. In fact, it's far better to write one really well done blog post than three so-so blog posts that are like 500 words of fluff. Like that just, nah. It's much better to go in depth, include photos, even do a little video if you can as well. Again, doesn't need to be fancy. You can just do it from your phone, filming you saying, I don't know, if it's a, if you're a hairdresser, you're selling hair products and it's a hair, like a bleach color remover product, you could do a video of you doing the actual process and then write a blog post to go alongside it. That would be so much more useful than a fluffy sort of 500 word. These are the steps, one, two, three, four, five. That's just, no one, no, people want actual answers. And by giving people actual answers, you're going to gain the attention of your target audience who are either in the research phase or even in the buyers, like the call consideration, probably not actually yet the buyers phase, but sort of, you know, top of funnel and middle funnel, those people, they'll then think they'll know your name. And this is what it's called brand awareness. They'll know your company name. And then when they do come to make a purchase, they're much more likely to come back to you. So because we're all about keeping it simple on this um, podcast, I don't want to overwhelm you with how to do keyword research, sort of the official way using expensive tools. Um, Instead, what we're going to do is a couple hacks. So my personal favorite is probably going to answerthepublic.com and you get a few free paid searches, a few free searches a day on here. So before you start typing things in, have a think about exactly your industry. So for instance, let's use that hair care products one. Do you specialize? Are you perhaps, I don't know, maybe um, a natural hair care product for black and mixed race people or perhaps you're uh, specializing in long hair? I don't know. Um, I really wish I had long hair. <laughs> Stay with us. We'll be right back. If you want tips and strategies on how to start, grow, and monetize your business online, check out the Digital Revolution podcast with Eli Adams. We interview digital experts from around the world that share their personal stories. They talk about what they're currently working on and where they see the future going. But most importantly, they share tactics in their specific area of expertise with the hope of helping you improve your digital presence online. You can listen to the Digital Revolution podcast on YouTube, Spotify, Apple, iHeartRadio, or simply click on the link in the show notes below. (laughs) So that's kind of the products I search for. How do I make my hair grow long? Um, In that voice as well. Anyway, so before you start typing things in to answer the public, do have a think about your exact niche. 
And then once you've got your exact niche, just type it into the space bar and then you will get so many questions and ideas that people are actually asking and that you can write blog posts about. So that's one great way to get blog ideas. And then another great way to get blog ideas, which isn't actually used that much, is by identifying your target audience's pain points. And that's not as difficult as it sounds. What you're going to do is probably head to a review site, um, or you can just, if you know your competitors already, head to their Google My Business profile pages. If they don't have one of those, they might have a Trustpilot page or just your industry in general. Try and find a review page. So Trustpilot, um, Yelp's a good one. And then Google My Business profiles as well. You see all their reviews there. And have a look and see what is are people regularly complaining about. Is it the expense of hair care products? Um, is it the fact that they often don't say what they say they're going to do on the marketing? Um, could it be that, uh, delivery times or something like that? I don't know, but try and when you're going through, read all the reviews and jot down problems that people are having related to that industry or that product and see if there's any common themes. And then you can write blog posts that answer those problems. So actually I'm just thinking of a good one now. And often I really like this, um, brand of hair care products called Olaplex. But whenever I try and buy it online, I'll often find in the reviews that people are saying, oh, you know, this Olaplex um, is fake. It's not the real stuff. Um, why can't I get the real stuff? Like, why is this fake? This is a copy. This is a dupe. Um, so you could write a blog post saying, you know, why is Olaplex selling fake copies or why are there fake versions of Olaplex? And that would be a great way for then, if you sold Olaplex, you would become known as a trusted authority and a safe place to buy Olaplex from. So do you see how that sort of gets the target audience right in the middle of their journey? And then, because then when I now next want to go buy it, I'm going to go to that site that was explaining why there's fake ones and what you can do to not buy a fake one. Um, so yeah, my final little tip for beginners keyword research is just by using the people also ask feature on Google. Or even just when you type in a search in Google, you'll see that Google pops up with suggestions just using those as well. Like it doesn't have to be complicated, guys. The key is that often people are like, oh, but you know, this, there's lots of search volume around this. Or there's lots of competitiveness around this because everyone's creating these things. The way to tell if you've got a chance of your blog post ranking for that query is by looking at the SERP results. Now that means search engine results page. So let's just call them the search results because that's what they are. I don't even know why that acronym exists. Um, so you wanna look at the search results page. Are they all big brand names? Is it like, so for instance, if you're looking for blog ideas for hair care products and in the results it's Amazon, it's Cosmopolitan, it's, I don't know, Boots if you're in the UK, but these big brand names, if they're dominating the search results, chances are it might be a little difficult for you to rank anytime soon. So you, when you're typing, when you've got your ideas from answerthepublic.com, when you've got your ideas from looking through reviews, when you've got your ideas from looking at Google's um, people also ask feature, then you want to start using those ideas, typing them into Google and having a look through the search results. 
are the other are the other pay, blog are the other results big websites or are they also small companies are they also small blogs if they are then that means you have a chance to rank and just because um, the search results are being dominated by big brand names that doesn't always mean that you can't get there it just means it might take longer Um, But I do truly believe that Google is trying to show smaller names more often. When I go through and do research for clients now, I do see a mix in the search results of big websites and small websites. And when I go onto small websites, often the content is way better because that person has put a lot more time and effort into their blog post because they know they have to if they want to rank. So that's how you do your keyword research. That's then how you check that your, um, your ideas are validated, I guess, or you have a chance to rank. Now let's talk about actually building out your content strategy. So we're not gonna go too much into this because I think we can save it for another blog, um, another podcast episode where I talk about exactly how I create my content plans. Um, but in general, what you wanna do is just sit down and write out a schedule. You know, it can just be a Google Sheets doc, that's what I use and just plan out, okay, this blog post is gonna be out about this topic or this question. And then, you know, try and bolt, just give yourself a little brief, or perhaps you're actually using a writer, which is another great way to speed this up. If you've got the budget to do that, writers these days don't have to be that expensive because also you can always edit it if it's not, you know, up to quality. I find that can be a really great way to speed up the process. But you're basically going to want to write a list of all the blog posts you want to write. Now, where you want to take time is with your keyword research ideas that you did, you want to make sure that you're not writing multiple blog posts for the same question. So you want to make sure that you actually group your ideas together. And if it's a topic, um, if the questions are very similar, then they might go into the same blog post, if that makes sense. So if it's all about the expensive costs, Um, and perhaps, I don't know, expensive costs of conditioner, expensive costs of shampoo, expensive costs of hair serum, then they would all go into the same blog. Do you see what I mean? Um, So that's gonna be your plan. You're gonna have your list of blog posts, making sure you group together similar ideas into each blog post. And then if you want to go that step further, you can write little briefs for each blog post and you can send those off to your writer. But we're gonna talk further in another episode of, of how exactly build out my content plan. But once you've got your content plan or your content strategy, next it's the writing part, which again, we've just kind of spoken about and that you can either outsource that or you can do that. Don't overwhelm yourself. If you know realistically you're really busy and you can only write 500 words a week, then fine, write 500 words a week and just that will build up to be either two blog posts a month or one super in-depth blog post per month. And that's okay. Like I said, SEO is the long-term game. We're not trying to get instant results. You're trying to build a business for the long-term and so you want results for the long-term. So it's far better to write less content than half-ass it and just get out lots of blog posts. But once you start writing your blog posts, then it's that final part of SEO, promoting it across the web. How do you get people to know about your blog post if you've got no traffic? Now, again, this isn't rocket science, but you've just got to be consistent. Choose your platforms and keep 
sharing your blog posts there. If you're active on social media, you need to make sure that you're promoting your blog posts regularly. And that doesn't mean that you write one blog post and you promote it one time. No, no, no. You need to be promoting that blog post at least once a month, forever, basically. Because the more you share it, the more eyes will get on it. And again, it's that whole snowball effect. When you started on social media as well, you know, you probably only got like two likes a day, whatever, but now you get more and more, it builds up. It's the same with SEO and you've got to keep sharing it. So you want to be sharing on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, um, LinkedIn's a good one. Quora is a great one as well. In fact, when I used to be kind of a bit of a blogger, Quora was a great way to get traffic to your website. I would write a blog post, then I would go into Quora and I would look for similar questions and I would answer those questions with helpful advice. You can't just be writing spam. Helpful advice. And if appropriate, I would then link to my blog post. But it's got to be all about helpfulness as well. And also, I mean, if you're a hair care product company, then you probably don't want to be posting on LinkedIn um, unless maybe your LinkedIn is all about hair care stuff, then fine, go for it. But, you know, use your common sense here. Stick to the platforms that you're active on and you think your target audience are hanging out on. So let's just quickly recap what we've gone over in today's episode. We've spoken about the importance of SEO and why every small business should be doing it. And I'm probably going to spend some time at every episode talking about why every small business should be doing SEO. So maybe if you're a regular listener, probably always just skip over the first few minutes. Then we've spoken about the way um, to do SEO, which is number one, building out that website. Number two, promoting it across the web. And how are we going to do that? We're going to do that with a content strategy, aka blogging. And so for to do blogging, you need to actually make a plan. So you actually need to do keyword research because no one cares who the employee of the month was on the web. And you want to do your keyword research so that you can write blog posts that give value and accurate information to your target audience. And then you want to write out your list of blog posts, create a content plan, and then you want to stick to that content plan. And that's really important. You make sure you do this, okay? So many um, small businesses will come to me like, oh yeah, we do blogging. And I'm like, okay, cool. When was the last blog post you wrote? Like six months ago. And I'm like, okay, that's not, that's not blogging. Um, it does need to be something you need to commit to if you want to see results. Like anything in life. You don't go to the gym one time and expect results. You have to keep turning up. So it's the same with SEO. You do have to keep turning up. Um... But then once you've written your blog post, you also need to make sure that you are shouting about it, sharing them everywhere. Um, this used to be easier back in the day, but it still does work. Google notices when you're sharing everything and people are clicking. And the more people that click, the more likely Google will be like, oh, this site is pretty good and will place you higher up in the rankings for when people are searching for your, your product or service in general. So remember, the blogging sort of complements your website by brand awareness, but also showing Google that you are an industry expert on your subject. So when people are typing in, I want long hair care products, you're more likely to show up because you've got all these blog posts about long hair care. FYI, I don't have long hair. I want long hair. <laughs> so that's today's episode. Um, like I said as well, if you are at that first stage of SEO and you're wondering where to get started, head to www.theplansuccess.com and download my free resources or enroll in my entirely free SEO masterclass. Um, and also let me know how you get on. If you have any questions about that masterclass, I would love to know. I've just launched it this week and I'm really excited to see how people get on with it. 
It will teach you how to perfectly optimize your homepage for small businesses, be it an e-commerce or a local business or a local service business, whatever it is, this is the masterclass for you uh, to make sure you have those great foundations for SEO. Um, and then apart from that, you can follow me on Instagram at The Plan Success and make sure you as well click subscribe to this podcast so you get the next episode, which I haven't decided what we're going to talk about yet, but stay peeled because I'm going to make sure it's jam-packed full of really useful information as always and delivered in an easy way that everyone understands. Probably a key point there. All right. Bye guys. Take care.